Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoors. It's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Hey, we're talking to Jack Uxo from the Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, I have to say myself an awesome fishing guy, and I've fished with Jack several times, and we've never failed to catch fish. But, you know, I always wind up uh, stuck on the backside of a camera, and Jack gets on me. He's, man, you need to just bury that camera and get rid of it and get to fishing, you know. And uh, I, I quite often do that, but I remember one time I was with him, and he insisted I put the camera down, and I picked up a rod and first cast caught a three and a half pound largemouth i said i'm done give me my camera back <laughs> hey guys tom it's thomas the producer here i got a question for you well shoot mr uxa was talking about uh clear water and i know in lake fish and whatnot you've got different places where you've got inlet and you've got runoff uh, is there any way that you can actually spot these like when you're going out on your boat you can look for different like landmarks you don't want to be near this landmark so don't even go over there what what do you look for to look for this clear water. We'll let Jack answer that. <laughs> yeah, that's a Jack question, for sure. Well, unfortunately, guys, that's that's one of the hardest things about this whole job is there's so many different areas and so many different variables. There's a lot of times where you want to hide, get away from those inlets, and there's a lot of times where you want to run right to those, those the rivers and the creeks coming in. Uh, so there is no good real answer. The, the only thing that I can tell you is that, you know, there's there's been lots of days where I've fished, you know, say, you know, three to five hours in one section of the lake and, you know, hey, that's okay. It's looking like this. And then I put the boat on the trailer and the same day I go over to a different area. There's even been days where I've, I've fished three different areas in the, in the same day, just scouting out and looking for, for the right water clarity or the right whatever conditions I'm looking for. The, you know, this time of year, the water clarity, having clear water is a big factor. When you got cold water, you need to have clear water. If you got cold, muddy water, man, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna really whack them. You're just gonna catch a couple. Mm. So you know, to answer your question is you got to find the clear water. And it's gonna change. You know, um, the, the Niangua Arm in particular. Um, gosh, I, I love fishing the Niangua Arm in the wintertime. Uh, it's probably one of my maybe not the most place i fish the most but it's probably the second most place you know most, most common place for me to take my guide trips and it gets flooded and it well it doesn't really get flooded but the water gets really dirty there very easily but it also cleans up really fast so every time you get a rain it'll be it'll be trashed it'll be you know in my opinion trashed for you know depending on the rain three to five days you know sometimes quicker sometimes longer um and when it clears out, well, then you're ready to rock and go, rock again, and, and you'll be able to catch them. But if it's dirty, you know, it just depends on the on the water, but it it will clear out. So it's basically an adapt and overcome thing. Anytime you get whatever you you start getting murky, go on it to go somewhere else. Have, just try and find it. You gotta you gotta just have keep good looking until you get it. I yeah, guess. I have, yeah, absolutely. And that, now that's interesting that John says that because every time I've got 
in a boat with him. He just drives right straight to fish and starts catching fish. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was really impressed. I didn't know he was putting all this work in it. I thought, man, it's just like he rubs his crystal ball or something. He's like the fish master. Yeah. Yeah, now he could have he sold me a crystal ball and I'd have bought it, you know. Heck yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But uh, Jack did. Put everything you... together, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, clear water. Now, I've caught fish in muddy water and so, so have you. And sometimes I hear anglers talk about, you know, muddy water and it absorbs sunlight quicker and heats water up. Uh, is there any advantage any time to fishing muddy water like that or stained water? Yeah, I've got no problem fishing stained or muddy water, uh, especially you give me about uh, oh six six to eight weeks from now. We're talking, you know, end of February. Oh, you know, go and all through March. A lot of times I'm looking for that stained water or even muddy water. That's that's absolutely it'll it'll pull them up. Just not right now in January. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, well, well, I'm glad conditions to, do change. You you wouldn't have much of a job. All you'd have to do is go catch fish. But to sound like, uh, I mean, in proportion to your job, I know you spend lots of days out on the, on the water. I, I mean, do you figure you spend 10% of your time scouting, or is it more than that? Well, it depends on the time of year. You know, this time of year, I'll, I'll say 50% of the time this time of year. Because uh, it's the winter time. As we get warmer, it'll, it'll get easier, and I'll have to do. Uh, I'll do less and less scouting. I uh, see. He sounded almost like a politician, didn't you? There's all kinds of options. Yeah, there's <laughs> options there. <laughs> I met all you guys several years ago, you young guys, and I've been trying to convince people that uh, these cold weather months are actually some of the very best months of the year to fish. They can be. I mean, they, I, you can have some bad days out there too. But I mean, like the last customer I had. You know, he's fished Lake of the Ozarks for 50 years and has never done particularly well in the, in, you know, in January. And he, <laughs> when we set this all up, you know, he's like, I, I struggle in January. I know some of you guys catch him in January. I want to go when it's the toughest time of the year. And, um, you know, so we set it up and, um, sure enough, we, we, we started fishing in the area and you could just tell the water color was wrong. And, you know, it, I convinced him that it, Hey, if we move to this other part of the lake, it might the water's gonna be clear, and we're gonna do a little bit better. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. We we moved to the other part of the lake. We started catching some big bass, and he it was like kind of an eye opener for him. Um, there's some areas of the lakes and, and rivers and everything this time of year that can be really kind of really tough to fish, but. Well- there's some areas where they really gravitate to, and you can you can do pretty well. That was my next uh, question. Of course, you've been guiding over uh, for many many years, and you've got it all figured out. And I know you guys take notes. And of course, you got all these electronics anymore, where you plug everything in. You probably got three thousand waypoints over there. <laughs> but it really is true that fish, uh, you know, you don't find them always in the same places in the wintertime that you find them in the spring and the in the summertime but you know and that's the advantage of people here's a guy you're talking about that's fished there for 50 years and didn't have january fishing figured out mm-hmm. well it probably didn't uh, maybe go all that much in the extremely cold weather didn't keep good notes for sure and uh, but he goes with a guide and immediately you got it figured out and that's one of the reasons that's I tell people, I, I, they get tired of me 
saying this, I think, but if you're going to a new lake, and particularly if you're on vacation, you know, you're spending some time and some money to get there. Why not spend a little bit more money and get a guide who knows what he's doing? Well, I say that I've hunted all over the world, and if you if you don't get a guide, you know, and you're spending a couple quality days, and that might be all you have, you know, in a situation like that, get somebody that knows what they're doing, and uh, it's worth every nickel. They make the difference between a bad day or a great day. <laughs> hey, so Jack, like, uh, this is Daryl Hyman, and you spoke to my son Hunter just a minute ago, and if we wanted to come up there and fish, I mean, do you provide like all the fishing rods and all the all the gear? I mean, if someone comes and fishes with you, just what's included there? Yeah, everything's ex- included. The only thing I can't provide is your fishing license. And, um, you know, Missouri here, it's uh, $7 for a one-day license. If you're a res- resident of Missouri, it's $12 for the whole year. Um, you know, the other thing is I always encourage people to bring, you know, warm clothing, particularly this time of year, because I don't know if I'm going to – you know, I've got some extra gear, but, you know, I, I pretty much wear a large or an extra large. And some people are 3X extra large or medium or something like that. So I always tell people – you know, wear some warm clothing this time of year, too. That's really important. But, yeah, everything else I got, you know, and sometimes people want to bring a rod or two. That's that's fine, you know, especially, you know, if you've got, like, a favorite bait that you're just, man, this is what I always catch them on. Uh, <laughs> you know, bring that. That sounds good. But I, I usually have about 20-something rods in my boat. Um, this is like nice. what I'm doing right now. You know, I'm, I'm tinkering with my equipment, yeah. and I'm, I'm in my boat. I'm preparing and I'm trying to game plan my next day. So I've usually got about 20 rods that have been specifically set up for that day. I'd have and, those uh, all so tangled up, it wouldn't be funny. Man, that's mm-hmm. awesome. We actually just drove back from Lake of the Ozarks this morning to do the show. We listed a beautiful property up there, and it's such a neat area. And I'm I'm actually looking forward to going fishing up there. So I think me and Hunter are going to call you. How about that? Yeah. Hey, now, Jack, well, I, I just got you some clients, man. Mark that yeah, down. we're coming up. <laughs> well, Jack, I want you to describe your boat to us. I know you always keep top-of-the-line equipment. And uh, not afraid to talk brand names here, so go ahead and help yourself. I'd like to know about your boat, you know, how big it is, uh, all the comforts and all the stuff that you've got on it. And I'd, I'd even like to know a little bit more about the rods and reels, you know, what what's your yeah, favorite brands and, and baits and that sort of thing. Well, I'm going to start off with a, got a 21-foot fiberglass bass boat. It's a nitro. Uh, you know, having a 21-footer is a big deal on Lake the Ozarks. You know, I've got a lot of buddies that, you know, I've got some older boats and some smaller boats, and I always complain about how rough the lake is. And, you know, I tell you, my uh, my boat, it, it really handles the water pretty well. It's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. But, you know, I've got a Mercury Verado on the back of it, which is a big, heavy engine. It's um, bigger and heavier than anything else out there. And while it lacks in top-end speed, it makes up for in a really smooth ride. And Lake of the Ozarks is such a popular lake, especially in the warmer months of the year. We have, you know, dozens, hundreds of people out here, you know, fishing and boating and all that stuff. And, you know, having a smooth ride is a very important thing to me, much more important than top-end speed. And it'll still get up there about 69 miles an hour when I want it to, when I, when I occasionally do fish a tournament. That's fast so, enough. <laughs> yeah, that's plenty fast. Yeah. Well, you know, and, you know, moving up towards the front of the boat, I, I've got uh, the trolling motors, Minko Ultrax. That's a really helpful trolling motor. It's one of those trolling motors that's got the spot lock, which if you're not familiar with that, it basically hooks up to the GPS satellites and it can keep your boat in one position. So, 
you know, I can go and land a fish for a customer or I can retie some rods, you know, and basically it's going to work with the satellites to keep us in the same area. That's really helpful this time of year. You know, we're seeing a lot of days in the wintertime that have a lot of high wind. Well, you could just press a button and walk away from your trolling motor, and it's awesome. I mean, it just keeps you right there. I already talked about the live scope. You know, live scope, directional-looking tra- transducer. Um, you know, it's it's the wave of the future. Um, you see brush piles. You see fish. I mean, the other day I was talking about how cool it is with a customer. He's never really played around with it. Well, I said, you see that fish right out there? You know, it's about 15, 20 feet away from us, and I'm – I pitched my lure right down to him. You can see that lure start to sink and get right down to him. And, the, <laughs> and you know, as soon as they, he saw that fish come over to my lure and bite it, he uh, he seriously started considering uh, buying a new trolling. <laughs> I could see why. I, I guess. Well, what's your preferred uh, rods and reels equipment that you use? Uh, Abu Garcia has been the company I've been working with for. Gosh, ever since like 2003 when I started guiding, um, they're just the longest lasting reels. And, you know, I when you fish as much as I fish, I mean, you know, I, I do about 200 guide trips a year and I fish another 80 something days, you know, more than that. Wow. So, I mean, I really use my stuff a lot. And I don't I don't hurt it. I'm easy on them. But you just you just I'm just essentially putting a lot of miles on on my equipment. So, and, and your wrist, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's the old carpal tunnel thing, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, they just—they were just the longest-lasting brand out there, uh, more or less. Good, good they, stuff, no, no doubt. Well, Jack, give us your contact information if people want to get a hold of you. Uh, I'm sure you got several avenues of people can get a hold of you. So, give us that info right quick. We're about to wind down here. Well, most people nowadays go to the internet first, and my fish, my uh, website is fishinglakeoftheozarks.com. That's www.fishinglakeoftheozarks.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I, I, I post pictures on there every now and then. Um, Jack's Guide Service, you know, on Facebook. I don't know how you find me, but I, <laughs> uh, and my phone number is area code 573 434 Two five seven zero. I'm located right here in the middle of Osage Beach, uh, which is the heart of Lake of the Ozarks. You know, we've got it's a pretty large area. You know, I mean, if you want to drive, you know, 45 minutes or an hour, you know, this direction or that direction, I'm kind of right in the center. Okay, Jack. I hope we send you some business over over there, man. I hope to get over there real soon myself. You're listening to Living the Dream Outdoors for Lands Meets Outdoor Fun. I'm Bill Cooper. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and the Fly Rod Journals. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, 
and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.